We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's May 21st. It's 2021. 15 games to talk about here on today's slate. Reunited, and it feels so good. Genie for 07. What's happening, my friend? Oh, not much. Got my credit card stolen today. Um, so that was fun. But uh, down here in beautiful San Diego, got the beach about 100 yards behind me. It's a wonderful day. I mean, except for your credit card getting stolen. Well, that night, uh, I assumed basketball was over, so I st- went down to the pool at five minutes before lock. Did not catch the Velasquez news. So that was money just out the door. Well, that's okay. I stacked the Marlins and the Red Sox, um, but was playing um, some disc golf around lock and forgot to check my baseball lineups until two minutes after lock and had two guys in there that weren't playing. So I feel you. I feel you. Um, so, yeah, good day. Ready to bounce back Friday. A lot of uh, baseball here today, 15 games. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over to check them out, superdraft.com. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. Use the multipliers. 
Sign up using promo code Grinders for a fifty dollars instant deposit alongside the fifty percent deposit match bonus up to five hundred dollars on your first deposit of fifty dollars or more. So, deposit over fifty, take advantage of the money, and uh, free money never stinks. So, check them out. Lot to get through. Like I said, fifteen games. A uh, lot to break down here today. We start with Boston at Philly. It's um, Martin Perez against Aaron Nola. Um, any interest here in Perez? No, he's 9.4K. They have a 4.8 implied team total. Martin Perez isn't that great. Zero interest in him. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies are a little banged up right now, but overall, um, even if Ramuto's out, you know, Didi's a lefty. So I don't think this is a spot you're going to play Perez. Um, and then, you know, Aaron Nola is a guy with massive strikeout stuff, but. 11-6 for Aaron Nola in Philly against the Boston Red Sox. Like, I mean, he has a ceiling, but you're really going to need him to pitch fantastic at that price. Yeah, I mean, he's by no he's an ace, and he's a solid overall GBP player that's going to come in at low ownership, and it's a baseball. Anything could happen. He's got close to 30% K rate since the beginning of last year, but it's going up against the Red Sox. So just like a little bit of GPP interest in him, but not overall a great play by any means. Uh, let's talk some bats. Probably not going to play Boston. Like I respect um, Aaron Nola enough in this game, and it's not like they have like overpowering lefties. Like if I was going to play anybody, it'd be probably uh, Devers. But he's fifty two hundred. I don't see myself using him as a one off unless I build a lineup that I really like and end up in that range. Yeah, I mean, be Devers or Verdugo as a one off. Nola has some pretty extreme ish splits, but he's definitely more. So he's definitely more vulnerable to lefties. But I'm not playing any of the righties. Like. 5.5K against an ace. It's just not worth it to me. So I'm out on the Red Sox. Um, You know, Philly on the other side. I mean, like, if you look up at this lineup, obviously McCutcheon's good against lefties. Reese Hoskins good against lefties. You could throw, like, Alec Bohm in there as, uh, like, a, a third to make it, like, a secondary stack. I don't hate that idea, especially kind of looking. Hoskins is 4,500. McCutcheon's 43, and Bohm is 36. Like, it's a cheap secondary stack. Yeah, I actually like the Philly stack a decent amount. I mean, he's going up going up against Perez. Perez is like not a he's right around average fly ball hitter, but he gives up a decent amount of hard contact. So the fly ball hitters and McCutcheon and Segura and Hoskins and Baum are all solid plays. And then I mean, don't really like playing lefties against Perez, but it's not like he's that good versus left lefties. So Harper is a guy that you can round out the stack, but the price tags of Hoskins, of Bowman, and of McCutcheon kind of stand out here. And Segura adding in a second baseman there is not the worst idea in the world. So I think it's one of the better stacks on the slate, to be honest. And I don't think a lot of people are going to go with it. So I'm a lot higher than most people are. All right, moving on. We got uh, Baltimore at Washington. Um, George Lopez against Steven Strasburg. Um, let's start here with Lopez. Any interest in him in this game? No, just not really. I mean, he's going up against washington he is like the main thing is is that he is cheap like he is super cheap on a slate that has some bats i want to pay up for but i don't think he's cheap enough and this is just a tough matchup going up against washington or lopez is 20 percent k rate guy not really great to either side of the plate so especially susceptible to lefties though so i mean with soto with bell with schwarber in the lineup there just kind of makes him a tough sell in any case so I'm out on Jorge Lopez, although if you really need a cheap pitcher, I'll never never really argue with punting a pitcher, but this is not the spot to probably do it. Yeah, 15 games. You're going to need somewhat – with all these aces on the slate and some value bats on the slate, 
you're going to need, I think you're going to need at least 20 from each pitcher on this slate. So I don't think Lopez can get 20. Uh, Steven Strasburg on the other side of this game. I mean, how deep do we really expect him to pitch in this game? Like he was dealing with a shoulder injury through like 55 pitches in a bullpen session. Like I don't expect him to pitch too deep in this game. I like the price 8,300. Don't hate the matchup against Baltimore, but I'm worried about just pitches. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's what, like 75 pitches and a little throwing session, then a bullpen session of 55 pitches. I'm expecting 70. Like, he's a guy with a history of injuries. They're not going to be – they're not going to go overboard. I mean, this was a team that kept him out for the playoffs one year just because they won it. Like, he's been injured so much in the past. I'm not expecting much. I don't think he'll go past 70 pitches. Zero interest in him at all, but also zero interest in – Baltimore because he's still a solid pitcher so they have a 3.3 run total I'm I'm out on the Baltimore bats and I'm out on Strauss yeah I mean yeah I don't think I want to play the Baltimore I think if you play the Baltimore bats you um stack them in this spot yeah yeah I mean I think I don't I don't see using like one-offs I just I would full-on stack them and just hope that that works out yeah, the Strauss is just kind of what he was in that last bad start when he was injured, and he still has a little bit of a nagging injury, but I kind of doubt that's the case. Um, All right, let's go to the Washington side. I mean, you said it. Like, you want to target lefties against Lopez. Soto, Schwarber would be the top of the list. If, Bill, if Bell's in there, 3,600. Harrison's been hitting the ball well this season. Um, those are the guys that I'd be kind of looking at finding like a fifth person to make the stack or just even running a four man stack. Yeah. I mean, Jorge Lopez is not a great pitcher. Um, so like he's, he's bad versus lefties. So I want to target all those guys, but righties, he's not a terrible pitcher. He just gets a decent amount of ground balls. Is the problem. There's not really a fly ball pitcher in the lineup. So hoping that a guy like Avelia might be in the lineup going up against Jorge Lopez at a cheap price tag. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I kind of doubt it, but there's always the chance. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's more of a mini stack with Soto, Bell, Schwarber. If you want, you can throw in Turner because you can throw in Turner versus anyone. But he's 6.1K slate where you kind of want to pay it for aces. So I, I'd like to just target the lefties more than the righties here. And it's Soto, Bell, and Schwarber all great. out as fantastic plays. Moving on, we got the White Sox and the Yankees. Um, facing off in this one, we have Rodon against Montgomery. Um, I mean, it's a tough matchup against the Yankees, but Carlos Rendon is 9,900. Um, I mean, he's probably the boom-bust pitcher on the slate, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he's my favorite GBP play on the slate. I mean, 9.9K, this is a guy that in five games a season, he's failed to have less than 24 points once. Um, price tag probably isn't where it should be, even a match versus the Yankees. He can obviously get a little bit wild in any given outing, but the strikeout stuff there is there. The pitch count is there. He's gone up one ten pitches in three of his first five starts this season. Um, so they'll let him go a little bit later into the game. Match versus the Yankees isn't great, but I still see him probably going six innings, striking out eight here. Like the Yankees are a solid power lineup and um, Rodon's just kind of a, decent ground ball pitcher. So I, I personally am probably going to use a lot of Rodon in the slate. And I really like him if he's going to come in at low ownership because he's just been spectacular so far this season. Um, I mean, Montgomery on the other side, like it's hard not to like him in this spot, but or, I mean, it's hard to like him in the spot is what I was trying to yeah. say. Sorry. Um, the White Sox very good against left-handed pitching. 
8,100, not really getting a discount for the matchup. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Montgomery? Zero interest. They have a 142 WRC plus versus lefties this season. Yeah, they've been fantastic. Yeah. Um, what White Sox bats do you like here? Um, all the righties, all the power bats. I mean, Tim Anderson, Moncada, Brayu, Mercedes, Grandal, Vaughn, I don't hate. I mean, Mandrigal or any other cheap bat that's at the bottom of the lineup, I don't mind doing a little wraparound stack if you need the price savings. Abreu, if he's in the lineup tomorrow, is probably my favorite. Who knows if he will be, but Mercedes and Tim Anderson and Makata are also fantastic plays. Makata's probably a little bit too cheap at 4.5K. Like I'll, I'll stack them up every which way. Probably won't throw Eaton in there. Montgomery's been pretty solid versus lefties so far this season. He's 4.3K without getting the platoon split. Not really someone I want to go with, so righty power bats, all the way, just stack them up. They're my favorite stack on the slate, and I don't think they're going to be heavily owned at all. I do think Abreu is going to be out, right? Didn't yeah, I say? think I, I said so. Yeah, it's unlikely they'll play, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who they end up throwing in. But Moncada, Anderson, Mercedes, Grandall, I'm in for all of them. Um, Yankees, any interest in the Yankees? No, I, I'm a big fan of Rodon stuff. I mean, if Rodon is somehow going to be chalky on the slate, makes sense as a leverage because there's a lefty going up against the Yankees and there's power all the way up and down. Torres is 3.5K, Urshela's 4.4K. So those two is one-offs. It's not the worst idea in the world. Clint Frazier, I don't think he's going to be in the lineup. If he is, he's 2.8K. Anyhow, 3K. Like, there's some cheap bats at the bottom of the lineup. So if you real like, if Rodon is going to be chalky, which I doubt it, then I could see doing like, uh, New York stack just because of leverage, but I think he's going to come in at close to single digit ownership. So I, I'm more on the Rodon trade than the Yankees train. Yeah, I'm with you. If he does start to get like a lot of ownership, I could see rolling like a Yankee stack, or if you want to make a hedge Yankee stack, if you're like us and you're playing him in this spot, uh, moving on, we got Hauser and Hoffman Brewers Reds in Cincinnati. Um, any interest here in Adrian Hauser? No, no, I mean, he's not great. And the Cincinnati lineup is good. It's in the great, great American ball, small park, and it's going to be 81 degrees there. So I'm, I'm kind of in Hauser's 7.9 gay. There are other guys that I'd rather try and get some upside with than him. But I mean, I'm not chasing the 10 strikeout game he had. It's just don't know how late he's going to go into the game at any given time. He's not a great overall pitcher. It's a tough matchup. Spoiler alert, the Reds are my favorite stack in the slate. Um, I don't like it. I don't have any interest in Adrian Hauser here. Um, Jeff Hoffman on the other side, not a great pitcher, terrible lineup. Um, is there a road to play Jeff Hoffman at 5,100 on the slate? I mean, probably not. He's got a 4.7 apply team total. This Brewers team everyone thought was terrible, and they were terrible for a while, but kind of getting more back to health, more of a full lineup. Some guys are starting to hit the ball a little bit better, so – uh, I, I'm I'm not on not on the punt for G- cheap Jeff Hoffman train. They're still terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've streamed pitchers against this team all season. It's just Hoffman's just not a big strikeout guy. Um, and like I was saying before, I think you're going to need 20 out of your pitcher, at least 20 out of your pitcher spots. And I mean, on a good day, he could get there. Like, if you're playing 150 teams, maybe that's when you get some exposure. Um, Milwaukee Bats, anything standing out to you here? I mean, I really don't mind 
anyone. They like most of these guys are fairly cheap. I mean, Yelich is under 5K. Um, often, like we said, is really not a great pitcher. Not a great pitcher by any means. Might not go late into the game. It could be more of a bullpen game. So I'm less worried about platoon splits. Plus, Hoffman's just kind of bad to both sides of the plate. Probably a little bit worse versus righties um, since beginning of last year. But just overall, not a great pitcher. Like Shaw's under 4K. I hate playing Shaw, but Shaw's under 4K. Garcia has been hitting great, but 3.3K. Vocalbox, 3.1K. Kane is 3.3K. Like, this is a cheap stack with a pretty high implied team total on this slate where we need aces. So. I think the Brewers make a pretty great stack on this slate. All right. All right. I hear you. I mean, Cincinnati, like I said, they're one of my favorite stacks, if not my favorite stack on the slate. They are dealing with some injuries, but that also opens up some cheaper bats to make the stack easier. Um, Castellanos, Winker, Suarez, you know, Nyquin would be like their main stack. And then, you know, whether you want to play Barnhart or go cheaper with like a, a Farmer or India, um, you know, there's obviously going to be some cheap bats here with some of these guys out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm kind of waiting to see what that lineup ends up looking like, but the core of Nyquin, Cassiano, Swinker, Suarez, like are all solid bats are a little bit priced up, which I think will keep people off of them. But Hauser has struggled many times at time and it's a solid, solid weather game and solid ballpark. So I'm right there with you. All right, keep on rolling on here. We got Strowman against Holloway, Mets, and Marlins. Man, Strowman is 9,100. If he was a little cheaper, I think he'd be massive chalk on this slate. This game's in Miami. I I don't know, Grant. 9,100 seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, I you know me. I'm not a huge fan of playing Strowman. Um, got beat up a little bit by the Rays last time out, but I'm not going to. Not really going to hold that against him. That was mostly Babbitt. Only had one strikeout. But, I mean, Strowman's just a guy I generally don't play. It is against Miami, which is a pretty solid matchup here. But I, there's other guys I'd ra- rather play. If he was 8K, then I'd go for him. But why would I pay for him when I could go up to Rodon, Wood, Anderson, Glasnow, Nola, Bauer, like, or just go down to some cheaper arms? Like, I, I, I'm realistically probably only playing a few arms on the slate. And we haven't gotten to many of them, but um, yeah, he, Stroman's not really in my rotation. I mean, maybe he's cheaper on like Yahoo or something. Um, Might be two X on Superdraft. I can't remember. Holloway on the other side. I mean, we just—I I don't see him pitching over eighty pitches, and I don't see him getting twenty points, like we've talked about many times already. Um, I don't see myself using him here. I probably won't stack against him, but I won't use him here. Yeah, yeah, no real interest in him at all. Like, he's not going to go late enough into the game. Um. All right, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Mets? Not really. It's being played in Miami. Most of these guys are pressed up a little bit. It's not really a great lineup. Maybe if Lee's in the lineup, he's 2K. Like, you can get some cheap bats in this game, and that, that that's really it, but always not going to go late into the game, but he's not a terrible pitcher. The Mets have a 3.3 implied run total because they're playing over in Miami. This game only has a seven run total because it's in Miami and pitchers, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just off the Mets right now. They just don't look great. Um, Yeah. Like Pete Alonzo being out, Conforto out, you know, McNeil out, like this lineup's just really watered down right now. And like, 
If Holloway had a little bit more strikeout stuff, like I think he'd be super interesting on the slate. Um, as I mean, far if as he like could the, go later into the game, he'd be interesting. Yeah, if we knew he could throw, like if we knew if he was pitching well and they would give him like ninety pitches, he'd be so much more interesting. Um, I mean, let's talk Marlins bats. Like, do we expect Stroman to be popular? I don't think so. Like, let's be honest. I don't expect anyone to be that chalky on this slate outside of maybe Bauer. Like, that's that's pretty much it. Bauer and maybe I'm expecting the guy that I'm really on to be chalky, but I don't I don't think Stroman's gonna there's a three eight implied total against him and he's not a high strikeout pitcher, and this isn't that high of a strikeout lineup. So I'm kind of expecting people like Stroman's probably gonna come in at twelve, fifteen percent ownership. I would only use the Marlins if Strowman was going to be popular. I think that's the only way that I'd look at the Marlins here. So uh, yeah. moving on, we got Minnesota at Cleveland, Kenta Maeda and McKenzie facing off here. Any interest here in Kenta Maeda? He's been so bad this season. He's not really striking out anyone, but I mean, he still has a 12.7% swing strike rate on the season. He's not that expensive, but I think there's just there's two other players right next to him that I'd rather much rather play. So I'm I'm maybe he goes back to what he was last year, but I I just don't know if he even if he does like is he going to go that late into the game? Like they generally give him a fairly short leash, so I don't I don't think so. Like I'm not going to rule out me possibly using him. Um, but probably probably out on him. I mean, my biggest concern is the two teams that he's pitched well against this season were the Tigers and the the, the Rangers. I, I mean, like, Grant, me and you can go pitch good against those teams. So I'm More just, you than me. I'm just overall worried about Kent Maeda's strikeout rates under 20% on the season. He just he's not generating any soft contact to lefties and even righties. He's like he has season high or career high, like hard hit rates against righties right now. So I think something's wrong with him. Um, I don't know if it is the groin injury that's been like bothering him, but I wouldn't be shocked if we like see Kenta Maeda end up on like the 10 day DL really soon. Um, And then on the other side of this game, McKenzie at 7,800. I mean, if Cruz and Polanco sit in this game and you're really just worried about like Garver Donaldson, I could see a road to using McKenzie in this spot, you know, large field tournaments only, but I, I could see it being super interesting. Just hoping that like he doesn't walk a ton of people and we know he has strikeout stuff. I think he'd be super interesting for tournaments. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. And yeah, I kind of want to wait and see where the lineup's at Cruz. I don't expect to be in there. Planco. I'm still not sure about. I have to wait and see. McKenzie, obviously a lot worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. So, I mean, wait and see on the lineup, but they could end up having some bad bats in here. And um, a lot of the low strikeout bats, I think, are going to be righties, which um, McKenzie's a whole lot better than versus lefties. So wait and see the lineup. But McKenzie, as of right now, is probably my second favorite pitcher on the slate if I want to pay up in the mid-tier or under 10K, I guess, under 9.9K. Um, he's my second favorite pitcher at the moment. Like, he's got... 37% K rate versus the righties this year, 26 versus lefties. Yes, the walks are a real 
real worry, but I mean, you're looking at this slate and you've got, got bats that you want to get in your lineup that are not going to be cheap. I mean, there's a game over in Coors. Like I, I, as of right now, I just, I, I am looking and grasping at straws, trying to get cheap pitchers and I'm not really finding any, it's all aces. And so looking in the mid range, he's, he's the guy that immediately stands out along with one other guy that we'll get to soon. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's all going to depend on the lineup. If Nelson Cruz doesn't play, um, like he, he has a bruised wrist that he hurt in um, the first game on Thursday. And like Polanco came out. I don't know if it was just like, but like he, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I, man, you just look at this and you're like, this lineup could be really weak. Buxton's already on the IL. I mean, this could be a spot that McKenzie works. So, um, yeah, like looking at the Cleveland bats, I think Cleveland's a super interesting stack. Like if Kentime, it is really broken, like Cleveland could put up, they could hang a bunch of numbers against Maeda here. And like they, they put up, they put up what four runs against them earlier this season. Uh, they're interesting. Yeah, no, I definitely think Cleveland is a really interesting team. I mean, Maeda has always been a guy that's been pretty extreme splits, always been way better versus righties. And you got Hernandez, Ramirez, Rosario, Naylor, Bowers, all in there. Most of them are cheap. Like, this is a really good cheap stack on the slate. Maeda, if he's broken, everyone's fantastic. Like, you can throw Fran Mill in there. If he's, even if he's not broken and he goes a little bit more back towards what he was last year, this is still a spot where everyone, every lefty in the lineup outside of Ramirez is underpriced. So I, I, I think that they're a good secondary stack. I think they're a good main stack. If you want to pay up for two, two aces, I'm a big fan of Cleveland today. Um, yeah, there, I, I do like Cleveland. I think they're the sneaky stack on the slate. Moving on. We got Pittsburgh at Atlanta, Tyler Anderson against Ian Anderson. The Anderson's facing off. Um, any interest here in Tyler Anderson? Not really. It's against Atlanta. He's been pretty solid so far this season, but Atlanta's just good. They're, they're just very good. So even at 7.3K and this 25% K rate, I don't think it's really worth it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just – I mean, Tyler Anderson's had some good games this season. And it looks like he is definitely pitching better than um, we kind of expected going into the season. Me, anyway. But I don't think this is a spot you play him. I mean, if you're playing a bunch of tournament teams, sure. Um, Ian Anderson, he's 10-5. But I'm, I'm telling you, Grant, like this is probably one of the best matchups on the slate. Pittsburgh stinks. Yeah, they are. They are absolutely just terrible in this. Like, they're beat up and this lineup is just bad. So I'm not going to argue with it. Obviously, he can get a little bit wild, but if he's on, he's on, and he can just cruise through things. I'm not going to argue with it. It's just I'd rather go with Radon. I'd rather go Bowers. But a lot of these aces, I'm going to kind of go off of ownership. The only one, the only ace that I would not play or that I would still play at high ownership is going to be Bowers. So Ian Anderson's kind of in the same spot as like the rest of these guys where I'll play him if they're going to be low-owned. And I'll kind of wait and see where ownership projections go out. But I'm not fully on board with them now. I'm not fully off them right now. It's just this matchup's so good. The strikeout stuff's good. So 
wait and see where ownership's at. But if he's going to be low owned, yeah, absolutely play him in tournaments. Um, yeah, if he's going to be low owned, like I'm all in. Uh, I just Pittsburgh stinks. This lineup is really, really bad. Um, I have zero interest in the Pittsburgh bets. None. Um, and then Atlanta, like, I mean, Tyler Anderson's been pitching great and it not great, but he's been pitching good. And like Atlanta's super expensive. I think they're stack or stay away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. I mean, they're going to be righty dominant. Like they are pretty much every single day. Tyler Anderson has given up above average fly ball numbers, bad hard contact numbers has struck out a decent amount of guys going against the rights of the plate, but can give up that power. So yeah. Stacker kind of stay away from me. It's going to be 83 in Atlanta. So it's a solid hitting spot for him. All right. Tampa Bay at Toronto. We got glass now against Anthony K. Um, you know, glass now has just been an absolute strikeout machine this season. It's a it, man. This ballpark scares me. Grant. I, the matchup doesn't scare me. He pitched decent against this team earlier this season. The matchup doesn't scare me. It's the ballpark. This ballpark is small it might actually i don't know if it's smaller than cincinnati but it might play smaller than cincinnati yeah yeah no i mean it it, it's definitely a little bit of a worry it's going to be normal florida weather out there which is good hitting weather um it's small like i i have again glass now grades out right with every other high price pitcher outside of bauer so if he's going to be low, play him. If not, then stay away. Like uh, He's going to get the strikeout stuff. He has a larger than average implied team total going up against these guys. But if he's going to be heavily owned, then kind of stay away from him because you're not worried about this matchup. I am. Like I get they played well once against him, but it's still a solid hitting team and a solid hitting ballpark. So I'm, I'm strictly going off of ownership because it can go – he can strike out 12 – he can also strike out 12 and give up five runs. He can also strike out eight and give up five runs. The probability of things happening are all over the board. So can he put up a 35 point game? Absolutely. Do I want to try and go for that? If he's going to be 25, 35% owned, probably not. Oh man. I, I'm, I'm on the fence on glass now. I, I could see like 35 fantasy points. I could see 20. I don't really see like a 10 output, but at 11-2, at you're probably going to need, what, 30-plus on a 15-game yeah. slate? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's more about like the fact that there are five other guys, 10 or 9.9K and above. Like if he puts up 20, what are the odds that two of those guys are going to put up 30? Pretty decent. Anthony K on the other side, he's 5,900. You know, we like lefties against Tampa, but he's just not going to pitch deep enough in this game. Yeah, yeah, no real interest in him at all. Um, Yeah, like, as far as the Tampa bats, the problem with Tampa is they just don't have a ton of righties that you can, like, take advantage of lefties with. Um I mean, like you can go like maybe Margot and Zanino and like um, Yandi Diaz, like some of these cheaper bats. Adamas is twenty nine hundred. Yeah, I honestly don't really hate uh, stacking up the Rays and even using some of the lefty bats. I mean, K is he's a fastball cutter um, changeup guy with the curve. Uh, he doesn't really grade out as being. Uh, reverse splits he's 
probably splits neutral, although he may be reverse split. That changeup is kind of one of his better pitches. Um, it gets a 35% whiff rate going up against righties. So I really don't mind using these lefties that I don't think are going to be heavily owned. And it's not like he's going to go that late into the game. So there's going to be a decent amount of bullpen arms coming out. So I'm not really paying as much attention as to the lefty lefty matchup. So Meadows, I think grades out as a pretty good play. Lau is a little expensive, but a solid plague when you consider the ballpark and the weather. Um, Rosaria, solid play. Diaz, if he's in the lineup. Zunino, I actually like. K is not a huge strikeout guy. He's an above average strikeout guy going up against righties, but not huge. He's got that change up, but he's also given up a decent amount of hard contact. So I, I, I like the stack. Like I do. It's the good ballpark. It's good weather. So I don't think a lot of people are going to play the lefties going up against K. And I think that's a little bit of a mistake. I hear you, man. I, I get it. Um, let's talk Toronto. I mean, Glassnell's good. I, I don't see myself stacking Toronto on a 15-game slate. But, man, if they went off, it would definitely work out. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd play him if Glassnell was going to come in at 40%. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be Bauer. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Texas. Uh, Tyler Ivy against Kyle Gibson. Um, this is going to be Tyler Ivy. Is it his first game? First start? Pretty sure. Um, I don't know what to expect pitch count wise, though. He, um, I think he played two games in the minors, and that was six point one innings total. So I don't expect him to go more than seventy pitches at most. Like at most, it's probably going to be a lot lower than that. I know he's like top ten in the Astros organization, and you know he's had some really good strikeout stuff in the minors, but we really just haven't seen him much above like double A. So it's really tough to say. Like even like you said, he he started he started one game this season. He's thrown like six innings in in two games, and he has like a twenty nine percent K rate. But it's six innings. You can't judge anything by six innings. The last time we saw him uh, was two thousand nineteen in double A, and he had a thirty three percent K rate. So. Everything I've read on him is he has an above average curveball, above average fastball, and needs to develop like that changeup slash something. Um, but man, you know, I, I just—it's a pitcher against Texas, and he's forty-eight hundred. I don't know, Grant. <laughs> I've done crazier things, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the problem is Ivy tends to get a little bit wild. Like he's pretty much done it all the way through the minors. Like at every step of the way, he's had a decent amount of walks. I mean, so far this year, he has a 25% walk rate. Not really something I'm expecting, or 16% walk rate. Um, not really something I'm expecting him to just get into the majors and kind of fix more. Texas does have some patient bats. I'm not going to argue with it. He's 4.8K. Like, if we hear that he's going to pitch 80, 85, 90 pitches, then just go in on him. Just absolutely do that. But if we don't really get any news, then, like, if you need if you need the savings, because again, there's really not great low priced options. But if you need the savings, just go ahead, go ahead and pull the trigger on it because it is going up against Texas, who has been a little bit better recently, but still is has got some got some bad bats and got some decent strikeout bats in it. I mean, they're gonna hit home runs or strikeout. That that is just that's what Texas does. They're great at it. They're great at. I mean, things. that's what they do. Um, I mean. Oh, the other side. Do you have any interest in Kyle Gibson here? I mean, I don't think so. It's against Houston. Gibson's pitched decently well so far this year. Um, like, 
I wouldn't argue with it just because of the slate. There's guys that I would much rather play. Though. I mean, he's a big ground ball pitcher, and Houston has been – Houston's just good, and they don't strike out a ton. So you're just kind of hoping he cruises through and doesn't get killed by Babbitt. But I don't think that's something you want to fully rely on. I just don't worry. Like, I just don't expect him to strike out a bunch of people. Like, I'm not going to stack against him. You see the Houston prices on this slate? Like, yeah, the main no. stack would be all over 5K. Like, there's just no way I'm stacking Houston on this slate. They have, like, five bat or four bats, I think, that are more expensive than anyone in Coors. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. Um, any interest in the Texas bats here? If Ivy's going to be chalky, then stack them up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Gallo, Lowe, Garcia, Calhoun. Cheap. They're cheap. Although although I don't mind the stack, I think, regardless, because they're price tag and he get I even get real wild. So too many, too many stud pitchers on the slate not to like the Texas stack. Like they're they're a stack you I think have to have on your list today just because of pricing. Detroit at Kansas City. Jose Arena against Mike Miner. Um, any interest here in Jose Arena? Not really. I mean, Royals aren't terrible bats, but it's going to be decently humid. All right, weather. Royals Stadium has been playing. Shout out to Cheese and Curry. have been playing more of a hitter's ballpark so far this year. Um, so not probably not going with Arena. Yeah, I'm probably with you on this one. Um I mean, yeah. And, and like Mike Miner, he's going to be the chalk, right? Like he's 7,500 face in Detroit. Like he's going to be he's chalky. Because I love him, but I think, yeah, he's probably going to be. Well, did Mike. you did you see like Kansas City is the favorite? By, they're like 150 already. One, one, they opened yeah. at 135 and it's already up to 162. Yeah, I mean, Detroit's been horrible versus lefties all season long. They're still, they've been, I mean, they've been terrible both sides of the plate, but um, so far this season, like I think they're at a 60 WRC plus 33%. I, I, I pretty much bet pitching props every single day. A lefty goes up against Detroit and I think it's hit a like 70% clip. They've just been bad all season long. And I just, I keep, uh, keep, keep doing it over and over again. And it keeps paying off. Um, raw points play on the, or not raw, point per dollar play on the entire slate of pitcher. And I hope he's not going to be chalky. I think he's going to be chalky, Grant. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Maybe I mean, not I on like super too, draft, but like maybe not on super draft. But uh, is there any bats in this game that you like? Like anybody on either side? I don't. I mean, honestly, the Royals have a 4.7 implied team total. Problem is Perez and Witt are both pretty expensive, but Benintendi, Solaire, O'Hearn, like you can make the stack work pretty easy, even if it's a mini stack of just Benintendi, Solaire, O'Hearn, like that's super cheap and allows you to get some Coors bats. I'd like it more as a secondary stack because Detroit doesn't have a great bullpen um, there. Like, so they could end up getting way ahead and then Detroit's bad bullpen arms come in and it really does some damage. But it, it's mostly a pricing play. If you don't include Perez and Witt and pretty solid and yeah like you said like they're already out to minus 150 favorite they have a 4.7 implied run total i i i don't have any problem playing the cheap bats here all right i mean i probably won't but i hear you um kansas city or not kansas city chicago 
at St. Louis, um, Kyle Hendricks against Carlos Martinez. Um, any interest here in Hendricks? I mean, he finally had a pretty decent game the last game going up against St. Louis. I I don't – or not against against Detroit, but I was against Detroit. He's pitched better in his last few, and his underlying numbers aren't really as bad as his overall numbers. I, I think that he's cheap enough at 7.4K and can go late enough into a game where I think you got to give him a shot on the slate. All right. Yeah, I don't think he's a terrible play. And, like, St. Louis is so right-handed heavy um, that, you know, it should play well to Hendricks. Um, Carlos Martinez on the other side. I mean, Carlos Martinez was stringing together some really good starts before facing the Rockies and just – I don't even know what to call the last start he had. Um, I – I could see him having a good game, but I could also see him getting blown up in this game. Yeah, I mean, looking at all his underlying numbers, he's been a decent decent ground ball guy, but just not striking out. He's only had over four strikeouts once, even at 6.9K. I'm, I'm just not a fan. I, I, I probably will not pay him. I'd rather go up to Hendricks, to Minor, to McKenzie. I probably don't play him in this spot either. Um, moving on. Or bats, anything that you like here on the Chicago Cubs side? Not really. Martinez, again, he's been decent so far this year. He just doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but he's not giving up a whole lot of production. Jock Jams leading off at 3.6K, I think, is the main viable option. Him and Hap are just cheap. Um, I could see stacking against. Like, if you don't think Martinez is going to be 100% in this game with the ankle injury, I could see fully stacking here. Um as far as St. Louis goes, I mean, they just don't have enough lefties to really attack Hendricks here. Like, Paul Goldschmidt is 3,900, and I still don't think I want to play him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, Hendricks' underlying numbers are not as bad as his actual numbers have been, so I'm, I'm not a huge fan. All right, we got course. We got Arizona at Colorado. We got Frankoff against Marquis or Marquez. Um, any interest here in Seth Frankoff? No. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and then Marquez, like, I mean, he's a guy that can put together a decent start at 5,700. And Arizona is a team that is beatable. I mean, I don't want to play him in cores, but I could see taking a shot on him. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like he's put together some decent starts in cores. Not like Atlanta or Arizona is a great team. I'm not going to argue with it. At all. I mean, he's put up over 20 in cores a few times, and he's just so cheap at 5.7K, and he's a decent overall arm going up against him. Just all right offense. Marte being back is definitely a downer, but um, like I'm not going to argue with Marquez in any, on any slate where you have to pay up for some bats. All right. Let's talk bats in this one. Um, Arizona bats. Like Kettle Marte's back. That obviously helps this lineup. Um, you know, they're still gonna be without a couple guys, but what are your thoughts on the Arizona bats here? I mean, scores. Stack them up like Marte grades out as a pretty decent bat, but I mean I'm just stacking them up because it's cores. Like Marquez is a pretty good pretty good overall pitcher, but it's cores. Like it's the same thing every day. Like it's cores. Um, yeah, of course. And then on the Rocky side, you know, they're, they're probably not 
expensive enough on this slate, and they're going to probably be the top tournament team targeted on this slate. Yeah, Tapia, Crone, Blackman, even Fuentes, Hampson. Like, everyone's kind of too cheap. No one's really that expensive. Like, Story's the most expensive of 5.2K. They are probably the top stack on the slate. All right, let's go Oakland, Adelaide, taking on the Angels. Um, Kaeperlin against Quintana. Um, any interest here? In, I guess it's Kaeperlin, James Kaeperlin. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he is cheap, so if you're looking for something, that's fine. But 4.4 implied team total, probably not something um, that I really want to go with. He had a decent start in his first one. out. He's got some salt stuff, but I don't know. Like, it's he's fine. He's not a great option. All right, I think I'm, this is where we're going to disagree a little bit. I think he is, like, one of the best tournament pitchers on the slate. I mean, who are you really – okay, Otani. I'll give you Otani. But, I mean, you're really just pitching around, like, Otani and Jared Walsh. It, Rendon is much better, you know, righty-lefty. This guy has such a great slider. Like, I don't know. We've seen him at every level that he's pitched at just have really good strikeout stuff. Um and man, I I could see using this guy. I, I hope he flies under the radar on the slate because I really like him in this spot. No, Mike Trout is a is a much. It, it's such a downgrade to this offense. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. Like Otani does scare me. Walsh, Brendon, but I don't know. He, I, I'm probably not as high on him as you, but I'm planning on going with Miner and McKenzie more. Um, Quintana up sixty two hundred cheap, but I I don't I don't want to play him in this spot. None, none. He's going to get destroyed. Uh, let's talk Oakland bats. I mean, you know they're they're cheap. Everybody's under five k. You know Chapman's cheap. Connor's cheap. Like this is a spot that Oakland. You know Chad Pender's back. He's twenty six hundred. You can use him outfield or shortstop. Like. I, I like the Oakland secondary stack here. I like the Oakland full stack. I mean, Quintana has you been. You would. Of course I would. I always do. Like, Quintana has been pretty good this season, but he's been pretty wild. Like, there's a spot where he can get wild and he can just get absolutely lit up. I mean, we've seen it from Quintana a few times this year. Like, he's had some decent outings, but he's given up five runs and – what two of the last four he's given it up four runs and four of his seven games this season yeah his underlying numbers have been a bit better than that but he's given up hard contact and he's walking a lot of guys so it just makes for a good stack um any interest in the angels bets not really i mean you kind of talk me on caperlin like I, plus, I just don't really like stacking the Angels that much. And without Trout in there, like, there's, what, three bats that I would want. Otani, Rendon, Walsh, Upton is a cheap guy, but it's just overall not a great stack. Yeah, honestly, like, if you want to play Otani or Walsh as one-offs or even together, I'm not going to talk you off of it. But overall, I just, you know, I'm going to – I'm gonna. everything I've read on this kid is very, very plus slider. And there's a lot of righties in this Angels lineup, so it should play really well to him. And he could go out and dominate this game. And, like, he threw 
with 90 pitches in his first start. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, Dodgers and Giants, Trevor Bauer against Alex Wood. Um, Bauer against the Giants, 11,900 in San Francisco. Um, what are your thoughts here on Bauer? These are my two favorite pitchers on the entire slate. Yeah. Bauer, we know I mean, down. yeah. Yeah, you can go 110 pitches. Like, Bauer's a beast. He's expensive. You can fit him in. Play him. Like, I don't care what the ownership is. I'll still play him. It just just play him. He's, he's good. He's good, and can, Dave Roberts is letting him pitch late into games if he's pitching well. Just just play him. Um, yeah, I mean, this – you're definitely not playing bats in this game. Both these pitchers, like, with the Dodgers banged up, um, I mean, both these pitchers are in such good spots that, yeah. Yeah, Alex Wood, like the Dodgers, Alex Wood has been fantastic this season. And the Dodgers have not been good versus lefties. Outside of walks, they're pretty much in the bottom half of the league versus lefties in every category. So I, I don't I don't think that many people are going to play Alex Wood. My hope is that Wood and Rodon will both be under-owned. Um, if they, will, they are, I will mix and match them quite a bit. Um, if one of them gets ownership, I'll play the other one. I have zero interest in bats in this game. None. Let's move on. Yeah, none. None, none, none. We got Seattle at San Diego flexing against Paddock. Uh, Let's start here. It's the battle to Chris's. Let's start here with Chris Flexen. Any interest here going up against the Padres? Not really. I mean, he's priced at 6'6". He's not a, been a huge strikeout guy, especially recently. Like he had one decent strikeout game and then like he's really kind of tailed off and he's been getting a lot of ground balls, but San Diego's a solid overall team, especially with Tatis back. I'm, I'm probably, probably avoiding them. Um, Let's talk Chris Paddock, man. He's having a rough year. Um. 8,600 he's facing the Mariners. If there's ever a get-right spot, it's this one. But, I mean, this is a guy that faced a really banged-up Milwaukee team and struggled. Um, he's faced Texas. He just – he has not looked great, Grant. And, I mean, I really want to play him in this spot, but I don't know if I have the Gahunis. I mean, I probably will if I can't get up to Rodon and Alex Wood or if I just have money left over from – McKenzie and minor like it's a solid overall like Paddock's had some rough outings this season but Seattle is a solid spot for him to get right like it's it's Chris Paddock like I'm worried about how late he's going to go into the game but going up against Seattle I see enough upside 90 pitches and they'll let him pitch a little bit more if he's pitching well he's also kind of run on the wrong side of BABIP for most of the season like like a lot of his games have kind of turned into rough outings for not a ton of faltos in them like six hits zero walks five runs six hits one walk five runs like he's kind of getting unlucky in a lot of these spots and all all that bats are turning into runs and i'm not really worried about him giving up too many bombs down in san diego it's outside it's 62 degrees right now it'll be 62 degrees tomorrow night it's beautiful down here um but yeah i i this is a spot where I'm not going to go out of my way to play him, but if I have the money left over, I will. Just rub it in, Grant. Rub it in. <laughs> I, gr- I, I grinded out bas- basketball season. I'm like, all right, I need to get somewhere sunny with a beach. 
beautiful. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mind taking shots on Paddock. You just you're really hoping he's just on. If he's off, like Kyle Seager's forty one hundred. Um, Kalenic is thirty three hundred. Like they're all cheap. Seattle's cheap. So if you don't expect Paddock to pitch well, um, I mean, I completely understand why you would play. Um, did I cut out? Did you hear me? No, I, did you ask me a question? No, I was saying, what do you think of the Seattle bats? Oh, for some reason I did not hear them. Like, did he, did he freeze or is he going to finish the question? Um, not a fan. Like I'm, I'm always fine with stacking them. The packs got somehow going to be chalky stack them, but they don't really great. I was a great play and they've been struggling recently. Um, any interest in the San Diego bats here? I mean, I always have some interest, but it's going to be kind of cool here tomorrow. The weather worries me a little bit. I'll never argue with Tatis. I'll never argue with Machado. Fame is cheap. Grisham is cheap. Like, Hosmer is cheap. So, it's not the worst stack on the slate, but it probably ranks, like, sixth or seventh for me. Like, they're just fine. Like, Flexen's, Flexen can be, get beat up. This bullpen isn't great. Um, but it's just not a great ballpark and it's not great weather. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um, cruising through big slates um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Mike Miner. All right, I was like, don't take my guy. Give me Kaplan. Um, James Kaplan. Let's roll. I thought you were going to take McKenzie. Nope. But, uh, uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bus pitcher today? Perez. I cannot believe Perez is 9,400. Yeah, it's silly. Um, I'm going to say Montgomery. I feel like that's the cheap. I was going to say that's the only other real choice. I mean, if Paddock's not on, he could easily not get there. Yeah. Um, Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Um, Sorry, I'm trying to figure out which white sock I want. Um, Tim Anderson. Um, yeah, I like that one. Give me Nick Castellanos. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got today? Eddie Rosario. All right. All right. You answered too fast. I can't remember who I was going to pick. Sorry. Now. Makes you feel better now. I'm looking at Super Draft so that I'm prepared when we get to that. And I'm also drawing the sentence out so that you can pick a guy. I don't remember who I was going to pick. All right, let's scroll. Who we who are we going to pick? Give me... Man, if Josh Bell plays, I really like him to get two hits. If he doesn't play, give me Alec Bohm for Philly. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. White Sox. All right. I knew you were going to pick them. Give me Cincinnati. Um, any... Bets standing out to you? No, I didn't really talk about lines. There wasn't a ton of them posted yet. But if Miner start- comes in at a five point five K prop in the morning, hit the over. Otherwise, um, I don't know. Probably, probably the White Sox money line minus one hundred four. Yes, that game's pick them pretty much everywhere right now. Um, I mean, there's nothing like jumping off the board to me. Right now, I think the the thing that jumps off to the board to me the most right now is Oakland minus one eighteen. 
but I could also see like um, if Kaplan's K prop is really low, um, kind of pounding that too. Because like I said, I really do like him in this spot. Um, Super draft play of the day. Grant, who do you got for the MLB moonshot over there on Super Draft? Alex Wood is 2X, and you're, I, I, I'm guessing I know who your pick is going to be. Kaplan's 2X too, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, I like that, but my Super Draft play of the day is Tyler Nyquin. He's 1.35X. Um, I love the Reds today. I love Tyler Nyquin today. Lefty in this matchup. Um, yeah, like the Reds are a team that I'm going to stack everywhere, and I, I think they're definitely in play over there on Super Draft. You get Winker at 1.3, Nyquin at 1.35. Um, don't get scared off of playing like Nick Castellanos at 1.15 and Suarez at 1.2. Um, really like the Reds everywhere. So yeah. yeah, and you're on Mercedes, by the way, is 1.65x. He's a lock and load for me tomorrow. 1.65x for who? You're on Mercedes. Oh, okay. You're there man. you go. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up. We're going to let Grant get back to vacation. I'm going to go to sleep because we're three hours apart. And um, yeah, Grant's going to like dinner and I'm going to bed. That's that's how fun this is sometimes. Um, I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We have NASCAR at Coda qualifying and practice. Really busy weekend. So if you're playing NASCAR, make sure you guys are checking that out and checking out the NASCAR package here at Rotor Grinders. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.